0: Hello, I'm Willie George. And I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Fruits Podcast. We're going to jump right into our theme, which is praying with the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26, Paul says about praying with the Spirit, let all things be done unto edifying. That's the cardinal rule. We are not going to use any gift if it does not edify the group, the the, the the people around us. We always seek to bless everybody around us, not confuse them. Our number one consideration for a church service is the edification of the whole church, not just the edification of an individual believer. Listen to what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, 12. "'Even so, you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel.'" Paul said, in other words, keep the good of the church in mind when you are uh, gathered together. It's the good of the group, not just the individual. So the primary mission of a church service is to make people to understand the Word of God. Now, if you speak in tongues, and if everybody speaks in tongues, Paul said, will they not say you're mad? Uh, So you will have people who don't know what's going on, who will be very confused, and they walk out with great questions and may not ever come back again, and it's a shame that that has to happen. You know, I I, I think that, that too many believers think that the primary work of the Holy Spirit is to do things that just create mystery and suspense and... And people don't get their questions answered, and that's the way of the Holy Spirit. And nothing could be further from the truth. You know, years ago, I had a friend who was involved in children's ministry at the same time I was. And 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 I, I was saying, you need to explain yourself to kids. You, you, you don't really explain things. He said, it doesn't matter. He said, all I do is teach the Word. If the kids get it, it doesn't matter. They can be standing on their head gargling peanut butter, and and if they don't understand it, it doesn't matter. The Word goes into their spirits. And I thought, that just doesn't sound right to me. And, And so I went on a search through Scripture, and this is what I found Jesus said. Now listen to this, Matthew 13, 19. When anyone hears the Word of the kingdom and understands it not... Then comes the wicked one and catches away that which was sown in his heart. Wow. Jesus said if you want to keep the Word of God that you hear, that you're taught, you have to understand it. You know what I find that's interesting? The word understood, understanding, understand appears nine times in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. The word edification, on the other hand, or edify, appears seven times. And so understanding is really the theme of the chapter. Edification could be a sub-theme, but the real theme is understanding. The Apostle Paul is telling us, look whatever we do with this gift that God has given to us, it is to bring people to an understanding of the things of God and how we apply and use the gifts of God in a way that makes sense, that that can be known. God isn't in the business of keeping people in the dark. And that is just such an important rule. So Paul said, I speak with tongues more than you all. That's 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 18. He said, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. Uh, So so the Corinthian church didn't speak in tongues a lot. They spoke in tongues a lot in the services, but they didn't speak in tongues all the time. They were a, a warring church, a quarreling church, a divided church. And, and as we will see later, speaking in tongues is designed to release the love of God in you. And had they been doing a lot of speaking in tongues, they wouldn't have had all this hatefulness and division that was present in their church. And it's unfortunate, but a lot of times people who claim to be Holy Spirit people are some of the most hateful people you'll ever see. And it tells me that they are not flowing in the Holy Spirit, because when the Holy Spirit is flowing through you frequently, It it will have an impact. He will have an impact on your life, and there will be a discernible difference in you. So Paul said, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. Yet in the church I'd rather speak five words with my understanding that by my voice I might teach others also. What's he saying? He's saying our mission when we come together in church service is to teach people and to make people to understand. So if someone does speak in tongues, there needs to be an interpretation. And then he goes on to say even when that happens, it needs to be limited to two, maybe three times in the the meeting. Now, that's what he was saying. Everything that the Apostle Paul taught was about edification, And this is what he's talking about. And he compares private tongues and private prayer times with public prayer times. All right, now let's listen to this. Verse 2, 1 Corinthians 14... He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him. Howbeit, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. Well, that's primarily something that needs to happen in your private prayer time. He that prophesies speaks to men to edification, to exhortation, and comfort. That is an inspired language in a in a tongue or a language of what we know. An inspired word in a tongue that we know. That's prophecy. That's good for the church. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. In other words, he is benefited. He is charged up. But only he gets the benefit when he's speaking in tongues. It doesn't do anything for the rest of the church. But he that prophesies edifies the church. So he says in verse 5, I would that you all speak with tongues. He wasn't saying, I don't want you to speak with tongues. Later on in the chapter, he says, don't forbid people to speak with tongues. He's just saying, in essence, do it at the right place. So he said, I would that you all speak with tongues, but rather that you prophesied. For greater is he that prophesies than he that speaks with tongues, except he interpret that the church may receive edifying. So he's talking about a church service. You know, I'm just going to put it in just simple graphic terms, and please forgive me if I come across as being too graphic. But, but here's the thing. There are some things that need to be done in private. Not everything that God gives to us is meant for public display. And I've said this before at our church. The greatest gifts that my wife and I have given to the world are our four children. I have two sons who are in ministry. They're amazing communicators, amazing leaders. I'm so proud of both of them. I've got two daughters that are amazing businesswomen. They're married to great businessmen. I'm, I'm blown away at how God uses them all. Uh, they will be my greatest legacy. I, I, I'm, I've done a lot of things, but 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 the kids that we leave behind, they're the ones that I, we can be most proud of. However, we didn't create any one of the four in a public setting. It was all in intimacy and in private. And the idea here is the greatest things come from intimacy. The greatest things of God happen in intimate settings, not in public display. So there are many things that God gives us that don't need to be shared out in the open. Speaking in tongues, one person doing it for a whole service? Totally inappropriate. There's an intimacy here with God, a speaking of secrets. It's a, it's a one-on-one communication time where amazing things are being communicated, but the purpose of a meeting is different. The purpose of the meeting is that everybody be edified. And so you, you see hints of this. And Paul's writing to the church here, and he's saying the intimacy of you being edified is something that should be done when you're alone with God. And uh, it's very much akin to the aloneness of husband and wife. And so what I want you to see is that God has called us to be mindful of the setting that we're in when we flow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so there's some things that need to be done in private and some things that need to be done in public. And the public things involve edification and things that are known. So prophecy is a wonderful gift for a public setting because it is inspired language in a known language that people know. inspired word in a known language. I'll get that straight here in a minute. All right, now, the very best time then to be edified, he that speaks an unknown tongue edifies himself, 1 Corinthians 14.4. You build yourself up. You charge yourself up. When do you need to do that the most? And see, what happens with a lot of people, they want to do it when they come to church, when they're all fired up. And I I get that, but that's not the time you need it most. The time that you need to be edified the most is when you feel the least like prayer, when you feel the furthest from God, when you feel nothing of His presence. That's when you really need to be edified. In other words, the time you need to speak in tongues the most is when you're at home or alone and you don't feel like doing it. Now listen to this. This is a story of David. And I'm going to read this very quickly. It's 1 Samuel chapter 30, beginning in verse 1. It came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag had smitten Ziklag, burned it with fire, and they had taken the women captives, they that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captives, Ahinoam the Jezreelitess and Abigail the wife of Nabal the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. Now I want to ask you a question. Do you think David felt like worshiping God at that moment do you think he would have felt like uh, a, a, a victory and rejoicing and so forth no but look at the last part of verse six but David encouraged himself and the Lord his God in other words when he least felt like connecting with God David did connect with God and that's what I want to get across to you when it comes to speaking with tongues the time you need to do it most is when you feel the least of God's presence. So it's not in the church service when everybody's worshiping God and you feel majesty and so forth. That's, that's not the best time. The best time is when you are dry as corn shucks, as we used to say, and you don't feel God's presence closely. That will turn your world around. You will soon feel like praising God because you will be edified. All the time I have for today, but we will pick up here tomorrow. See you then.